Good morning and win today. Welcome to My TBJ Moments. This is a program where we dig deeper into the life and impact of Prophet TB Joshua as we get to hear from individuals from all over the world who had the unique privilege and grace to be in contact with the great man of God. Today is no different. We have a very special guest who will be letting us into some of his very private and personal moments with the Prophet. So make sure you stay tuned. Today is going to be very exciting. To really show that we love him, we must have one purpose. Salvation. Salvation of our soul. And the Bible says, the work of Holy Spirit first begins in the understanding and is carried on the will of God. Affection and conversation. This means to be born again is to give up to God. The problem most of us are facing, we have been renovated externally. But the Bible is talking about internal renovation and drinking into one spirit. Not external renovation, internal renovation until you are renovated on the inside you will not be able to maintain your union with him tell your neighbor until you are renovated on the inside you cannot maintain your union with Christ what do I mean by union with Christ you know with Christ is our working with him. Good times, hard times. When you are renovated on the inside, you will see your hard times as an opportunity for you to honor God before men. Look at Daniel. Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego, Joseph, Moses. Do you see your encounter with hard times as an opportunity for you to honor God? Or you see it as an opportunity to run Heta Sketa? You are looking for blessing money. You are so desperate. And when you are desperate to get blessing, you will not mind the source of your blessing. When Satan came to Jesus and asked him, you are hungry. Here is the food. Jesus said, look, it is true I'm hungry, but I'm not desperate. I'm not desperate at all. When you know that you are a part of the body, remember, we have one purpose in life. Satan always uses our situation. He knows your situation. And immediately he realizes that yeah, this man is sick. He will begin to move around using that situation to tempt you. So many of us, we have gone out of our way, out of our duty, 
forfeit God's promise. Pride is the major problem we are facing. Pride does not allow us to acknowledge another gift. Anything you do not have is not from God. That is pride. Blessed is the man who follows the path of God. Even in darkness, light shines for the upright. Everyone has dark moments. What is your dark moment? Your dark moment could be poverty, could be isolation, rejection, name calling, first accusation, nightmare, fear. If truly you are a child of God, God will speak strength and courage through your darkness. If your enemy use iron to block your way, God will call a weather to cut the iron. Welcome back. Thank you so much for staying with us. This is my TVJ Moments here on Emmanuel TV. And as promised, we have another riveting and engaging conversation as we continue to delve into the life and times of Prophet TV Joshua. And we get to hear exclusive insights from some of the people who are privileged enough to spend time close to him. Today is another great opportunity to do that as we share some time with the former special advisor to the former governor of Oyo State, Mr. Bolaji Tunji. Good morning and win today, sir. Fine, good morning. Thank you for this privilege to speak about Prophet T.B. Joshua. Thank you. Oh, we know you shared such a wonderful friendship with him, but I'd like to take the conversation to the very beginning. How did you become friends with Prophet T.B. Joshua? Wow, wow. You see, what happened was this. With, uh, the friendship started around 1995. That's uh, some years back. And uh, I was then working in the media, the Guardian newspaper. Uh, I was just a reporter then. There was an incident that happened around Ikotwebe, uh, where the church is located. And uh, if a fellow journalist came to the office to report it. And normally, when an event happens like that and a journalist is passing, is supposed to cover that event or investigate what actually happened so that I could report in the office. But the fellow did not do that. He just came to the office and said, ah, I saw some vehicles, some policemen around uh, Prophet T.B. Joshua's church in the cartoon. And the editor was asking him, why didn't you not tell her, go and cover it? And he said, ah, I could not do because I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. I don't know the kind of person T.B. Joshua is. And, uh, and I said, ah, what kind of person is T.B. Joshua? Well, if you can't go, let me go and do it. I will go there and see what happens. So, Based on that, the editor said, okay, go back there and uh, in, uh, investigate what happened. And I went to the church that day. You know, th that time, the, the ministry was still a fledging ministry. It was just, it wasn't, you know, it was just starting up, it was just getting 
being known by people. And it was, the phenomena was very strange to many people because this is a man that just came and started performing some wonderful things in people's lives, you know. You know, so it was very strange for them, and they were afraid. They didn't know what was where where that power came from, and so many so many stories were abound at that time. So I said, "Look, I'm a journalist. Let me go there and see what people are talking about. I want to see what's happening." The guy said, "No, he doesn't want to go." The other guy said, "He wouldn't want to go because he didn't want to go go crazy. He wouldn't want to go mad. That he had you know speculations that's based on falsehood. There that anybody that goes to TV Joshua's church that does this." write something about him very well, that person will go crazy, will go mad. I said, ah, let me go there. And I went to that church. I went there. I didn't see Professor T.B. Joshua, but I was there incognito. I was observing. I was there first day. I was observing people coming and going out. Second day, I was there. The third day, I was there. And I spoke with people. I couldn't see Professor T.B. Joshua. And I went back to my office to write what I saw in the church. The piece I wrote them was entitled a, a, a place called the synagogue in the Ghanaian newspaper. And let me tell you, what I wrote was what I observed. People were happy, they were rejoicing. And I wrote about the, the fellowship, the, the belief in the, in the power of the Almighty that I observed there. There was nothing negative in the church. That was my observation. But I, you know, if, if there was anything negative, I would have written it because I, I didn't owe him anything. I never knew him. I was just there to do a good job as a journalist. And I went there, I did my report. And after I did that report, I think he saw that report. He was surprised. He now said, okay, come. He now said someone to me that, look, go and call that man. I will give you an interview that if this man could come to my church, he, he observed everything, nobody knew he was even there, and nobody induced him, to, and he went to write his observation. No, this is someone that I will give an interview to, because that means he's an impartial reporter. And that was how I met Robert T.B. Joshua for me. He gave me an interview, and uh, since that time, since that time, I never regretted the fact that I knew him. He was a true man of God. I got extremely close to him, very close to him. I could, I could enter into his private sitting room uh, with him, you know, and most times when he was in the, the normal public appearance, in his uh, bathroom, I could, I, I, I could be with him. Even his liquor, he would take me around, he would tell me so many things. And I knew that. So many things that I'm sure he, he wasn't sharing with so many other people. And every time I kept coming away with the fact that a true man of God, that do we really appreciate this man in Nigeria? But that's how it is. But eventually, even if at the time when people did not appreciate him, he, he, he continued to do what he was doing. And people started appreciating that we truly had a man of God in our midst. I never regretted knowing him. The only painful thing was that he died. And that he, we felt he was at 50 plus. That was right too young. The country needed him, the whole world needed him. But well, um, Jesus had a very short stint too. He was at three years old when he died. And so if Prophet uh, Jesus died at that time, I believe he has a, God believed that the duty he came to do in the world was ended. That's why he, he left. That's, that's how it is.
Now, we look forward to digging deep into uh, more details about your time with him one-on-one, -on -one, but I'd like to touch on something that uh, I believe you would be able to, you know, educate us on a little bit more as somebody who's held such senior positions um, in the journalism space. We all know that Prophet TV Joshua's um, reporting or the way he was portrayed in the media was not always balanced. It seemed to always sway in a negative light. Why is it that the media, uh, the majority of the media, I would rather say, was not a friend of Prophet TB Joshua? Well, yeah, you see, that is, that is just the, the, the strange part of it. I, I feel that uh, uh, the TB Joshua was a phenomena that was rather strange to people. They, they never encountered, you see, the, the other person that did kind of, that kind of miracle was probably Jesus Christ. So when someone like Prophet C.B. Joshua came, it, it was beyond what they could believe. Like, is it true? Could someone be doing what he was doing? And it was strange for them. It was strange to so many people. You see, people didn't really get close to him. They didn't know him very well. If they had known him, if they had been very close to him, they would have seen a different side of this man, this prophet of God. He was actually a prophet of God. I'm, look, I'm a Baptist. I was born a Baptist. I was never a member of his church. I was never. But yeah, I had a very good relationship with him. I wasn't going to be saying, Bolaji, hey, you have to come to my church. No. It will, the only thing will be, I hope you are going to church. A living church, go to a living church, and that way he will tell people, Go to a living church. He won't tell you, Come to my church. In fact, most of the time when I come there, it's not always on, on, on a Sunday, it was always during the week. So, the, 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 the tendency in the media is, and even not the media alone, for the majority of the people, is that when something is strange and they cannot explain it, they must find an explanation for it in their own way. And that was what I think happened. They were just trying to find an explanation for the phenomenon. That was TB Joshua. I think the, the realization that the country, the world had lost something great is going to start dawning on us. People are realizing it. Look at the, 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 the tourism industry in Nigeria. I learned that out of the 10 tourists that come to Nigeria, six go to uh, 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 the synagogue. That's a uh, religious tourism. Out of 10 people that come to Nigeria for tourism, six go to the synagogue for it. So that is a whole lot of loss for the country. And apart from that, look at the area like Kotwebe too. When TB Joshua started in the, in the Kotwebe, <laughs> it, was, it was barely a developed place. But look at hotels that sprung up when it came in. So you see, when the, the journalists were reporting, they were reporting because one, they didn't have enough information about him, which uh, at his, at, his, at his stage, uh, it also bothered him too. Because he kept he asking, why is it that they always write these negative things about me? You know, and uh, I will tell him that, look, you are, you are, you are a straight person. You are, you are not normal, you are not ordinary. And if people see that, they must have an explanation for it. So you can't, you can't blame them. And that thing never bothered him again. He's just continuing what he was doing. And most times, Journalists who are interested, who want to get across to him, yes, most of I just tell him, okay, they want to speak with you, okay. Are they 
people that uh, they are they partial reporters, would they write what they see, what they will say, they will not go and twist it. I said, no, if I guarantee them, they will, they will do the right thing. And that's why the little, little ones, uh, interviews are granted, but because you feel you could trust those who that would not go and twist whatever he says. That was it. The reason why they were negative was because it was strange to them. And in a strange environment, when something is strange, there must be an explanation for such thing. Now, uh, Prophet TV Joshua reached out to you because you were a genuine journalist. Now, I want to know from your side, after you did the interview, what were the qualities or the things you noticed about him that made you want to build a friendship with him? Okay, you see, because when I first met uh, Prophet TV Joshua, you know, I, there are so many, in fact, I, not, I think he has those negative things too about him. I had those things. But you see, I felt... These are hearsays. And you see, you can't rely on hearsays. You have to experience it. So I said, let me go and experience this thing. And I met with him. And when I met with Prophet Joshua, I was amazed at his humility. You know, he, you know, he never called me by my name. He said, Orewa. Orewa means our friend. You understand? He was that humble. And it was really a privilege for me to know someone like him. It was a real privilege that someone that the whole world was talking about, the whole world would come and see, was a friend of mine. Someone that could call and say, ah, sir, are you, I want to come around. He was okay, when? And then I will, I will be there. And I will, I will see him without any ceremony. It was a real privilege. And then another thing, Anytime he was traveling out of Lagos to go to those states, once he gets to a place called Iwo Road in the Badon, where I am presently based, that's on your state, he will place a call to me. Orewa, my friend, meaning my friend, I am in your town. I will now say, ah, where are you, sir? Okay, can I call you? He will just laugh. He said, come to where? I'm just, I'm just telling you I'm around. I'm going to those states. He said, do you want me to wait on the route? Just let me to, and he will go to those states. Anytime he was coming back, he would still call me that I'm, I'm going back to Lagos. That was the kind of relationship I had with him. Because he knew that, look, anytime he would talk to me, and he knew that I would say it from, from the truth point of view. It's not something to say. And I could always say the way I feel. Then he would prefer me to be very honest with him. He, in fact, I think that was the reasons why we, we had it very robust and very long, that, that long relationship. In the media, most of my colleagues in the media knew he was, I was close to him. So anytime they needed an interview with him, they would call me that, look, they want to have access to Professor TV Joshua. Could you fix it for us? And I did. Once I, uh, I was able to guarantee that these people are very straightforward, they are honest people. And apart from that, he was generous to a fault. Extremely generous. And well, you see, that manifested in so many things he did in his lifetime. Behold, people he took care of. But even for people, when you go there, there's no way you go there that you say, ah, oh yeah, go and give him food first. Before any other thing, you have to go and eat. <laughs> you have to go and eat. Yeah, you just take you to the restaurant, they give you five stars between the restaurant and you eat. You see him, he give you different gifts, publications. He didn't give more money for transport. If you package it, there's no way you refuse it. You understand? He was that kind of person. He was that generous. You know? So, and another thing, he was a true man of God. 
because most time when I when I when I when I'm with him, the way you be talking gentle and you know calm, you know, it will just be whenever I say some things about you just laugh, you just slap me on the hand like this, you just slap me. Or <laughs> I leave that one, you know, and it was just it was just a wonderful man being, a wonderful man being. So losing him was a very traumatic thing for someone like me because I never knew it would end like that. It was just a wonderful, humble human being. It was just too humble for it, I thought, because for someone that the whole world wanted to see, wanted to talk to, wanted looking for, and I had access to him. No, it was a privilege for me. You know, you spoke about how traumatic it was to lose him, and that came through in the very touching tribute that you penned uh, shortly after his passing. I I'd love to know, what is it you miss most about him? Where are you feeling the void of not having him the most in your life at the moment? You see, it's part of the fact that uh, I'm not really a Baptist. Occasionally, I still talk to him. We just give me those uh, the, the the water, the anointing water, yes. Yeah, the anointing water, which I know people are always looking for. I always say, they give it to me, and they give me the, some of the stickers, you know. And I believe that it's part of with those things. I felt protected. I felt that I had a kind of spirit of God around me, you know, with those things that He, he gave me, and thank God. I can tell you that in all the years I spent in government, there was no major issue, nothing. And there was a time I even went, we went for a function, a campaign with my boss, and they were throwing stones to address this at the time. Well, I never, no, no injury, nothing. It was a free period for me. I never had any problem. And I felt that, look, my relationship with progressive judicial contributed to this, you understand? You know. Another area I miss him is a, uh, you know, it, it was someone I could call at any point in time. It was like an anchor, an anchor for me, you know. And once I heard that voice, there's that kind of, that's, that's, that calmness, that uh, assurance that I have someone there that could always call, you know. I, a good listener, a good listener. There are times when there are issues that are concerns Nigeria, we discuss about issues of Nigeria. And he was very much concerned about Nigeria, very much concerned about Nigeria. He would say, ah, why is it like that? Why is it that the politicians are behaving this way? And uh, he was very much concerned about doing the right thing. So these are things I miss about him. And you know, while we're talking about, you know, concern about the country, concern about Africa, the world at large, um, let's talk about an area of impact. Uh, you know, we can't speak of Prophet TV Joshua and an experience or moments with him that don't cause a lifetime of impact on an individual. What are some of the areas you feel were greatly impacted um, and will continue to be impacted by the contributions that he made as your friend? Okay, thank you very much. You see, one of the areas I feel that the world actually will meet him is his philanthropic gesture, apart from the spirituality. I'm going to talk about the spirituality. That's the second part of what I'm going to talk about because there was an experience that I, that I had with him. You see, um, you see when we have uh, earthquakes all over the world, he was always the first to, to send aid to those people. I remember what he did in 1880 when he had an earthquake. I recall that. 
And apart from that, there are countries around the, the Koreans that they, you know, that you know, that he built uh, schools for. You know, I, I saw it. He went over a terrible terrain to get to that place, and so many things he did. But the major thing is his philanthropic gesture. But the major one, the major one is the spirituality, the, the, the gift that God gave him. There was a time I traveled with him to the Dominican Republic. Because I always tell him, look, anytime you travel, let me come with you now. He said, okay, okay. And I said, okay. He was going to the Dominican Republic. That would I want to come? I said, yes, I will go. So I went with him to the Dominican Republic. The, the, the country came out to welcome me. The president, everybody, they came out to welcome me. They have everything. Then the day for the revival in, the, in, in their stadium, the, the people are already lined up. There was this child, about six, seven years old, that could not walk with the, the parents. They had this thing strapped on the child's leg. Nothing. They couldn't walk. They just laid him down like that. So probably TV show came around to that, that guy. He just touched the guy. He just like touched the guy like that. The young boy. He just removed the strap. He just put the boy up. Do you know what happened? The boy started running. The boy started running. I was weeping because I never saw that kind of thing before. It was a child that was small, around six, seven years old child. Everyone decided chasing the boy. I couldn't believe it. And that really, really brought tears to my eyes. That look, this is, is a true man of God. A true man of God. And he had, he had, there are so many things I did in that, in that country before we eventually left. You know, so those are the things I know the world will miss about him. And do you have any personal testimonies from the spiritual experiences with him? Like I've said, anytime I needed that uh, support, I needed that assurance. And anything I was going to do, I would just tell him. I just mentioned to him, said, oh, no problem, go ahead. Once he gives me that go ahead word, I know that there's no problem. And there wasn't any problem. If I went, when I, when, I, when I was in government, like I said earlier, anytime there's anything, I would just discuss with him. And once he say, ah, assurance that I come in, I know that there's no problem. And there was no problem throughout. I had a very successful channel with my boss, and, you know. Those are the area that I know that he came into my life, and he impacted in my life, because I saw in him a true man of God, and I, I knew that if he says it, if he said it then, it was just going to be the way he said it. It was, it was a true man of God. Now, as somebody who was so close to him, uh, I know that you definitely got to experience the lighter side of Prophet TV Joshua, some humorous moments, uh, you know, some, some moments where you may have cracked up and enjoyed laughter with him. Uh, you mentioned a few where he would just hit your hand and say, oh, stop that. Well, what are some other lighter moments that you'd like to share with us that uh, will always remain um, fond memories for you? Okay, the ones that I really enjoyed when I visit him at uh, in the Kotoe Bay, they would take me around. He would show me, you know, he, uh, he, he was a, a lover of nature. He was a lover of nature. He had these kangaroos, kangaroos that I brought into that place. He had ostrich. He had so many animals there, and you know, 
So whenever we, we talk about this uh, this animal, we just say like, oh, this animal, oh, this animal that we be shooting all over the place, we just say, oh, right, what? Is that is what you have been talking about? Is this, you don't look at the beauty of these animals. Are you going to be talking about them shooting on the floor? You know, you just laugh over that, you know. Now, instead of looking at the beauty of the animal, why are you looking at uh, the, the little inconvenience of the fact that they mess up the floor, you know? You know, so little things like that, you know? But he was a very humorous person. And, you know, people, I don't know whether people knew that aspect of him. He could laugh, or, you know, he, he has a very hearty laugh like that. You know that he was actually enjoying his laughter. Yeah, you know, he was just slapping on the hand like this. You understand? He was that kind of person. But I don't know whether people saw that first of, of him. But I experienced this because he was always open with me. And, you know, it was... What it was, made him laugh the most? What did he find particularly funny? Well, I, I think what he found very funny was the way people look at his ministry. It was a, it was a uh, God that that uh, that called him. He was he would just say, why do they, even if God didn't call me, can't they let God fight his own battle himself? That why 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 do they believe that I'm doing this on my own? It's what God called me, like He called every other person. But if God did not call me, why not let God fight, fight his battle? And if God didn't call me, this ministry. Under me, we will not we will go down. But if if it's God, it will still continue to try. You know, is it my Orewa, my friend? Is it not funny? I say it's very funny, and we just laugh. You know, <laughs> because at that time it actually bothered him. Why are people always talking like this? I'm not doing anything negative to anybody. I'm not. Also, why I would always say, look, that it's just because of the way they see you, because they are not close to you, and because they are not close to you, they have to come up with something. The people have uh, bought a vacuum. They must, somebody must fill that vacuum. And since they are not, they don't have access to you to talk to you, that vacuum will be filled with something of their own creation. And that is what is that's what happened. But all those things change eventually. The media became his friend, and you know, but you know, he wasn't a man that would just sit down with, uh, talking to the media. He wasn't that kind of person. He wasn't, you know. He was just doing good thing. He wasn't really interested in media bullying or anything. He would just do his ministry and that kind of thing. Not that uh, I want the media to come and carry this thing. No, no, he wasn't that kind of person. He was just interested in his ministry. If you, can't, you want to pick a report out of that, pick a report out of it. He wasn't going to, have to go out of the way to cut the media, you know. Wow, Mr. Bolaji Tunji, this has been so insightful and uh, there are a lot of lessons that we can take away from this. But uh, we're so honored that you would share um, these personal uh, private experiences that you had with Prophet TV Joshua and allowing us to continue his legacy to thrive and to continue to celebrate him. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really interesting and I'm really happy that you gave me this privilege. And I, I'm happy that I had a privilege of uh, knowing a man like that, a true man of God, a giver, a man that is so generous, so humble. And uh, I never thought it would end this way. I never thought, but you see, like I said earlier, Jesus died at Saturday or dead, or the status. And Joshua had come, had done whatever he had to do, he had left a major impact for Nigeria or in the life of so many people and in, in the whole world, you know. And uh, there's the world will never forget someone like him. 
the world will never forget because he was a true man of God. And uh, for me, I will never forget him. I will never, never forget him. And every day, every day, I weep internally that Professor Joshua died. But God felt he needed to call him home. And because he felt his duty was done here. And yeah. I think that's okay. We thank God for the life he lived and uh, for the fact that he was gifted to us in Nigeria and not to any other country. <laughs> Well, we thank God that although he's not with us here in person, his work, his impact, his legacy will continue to go on. It will not end. The Synagogue Church of All Nations will continue to impact the world, changing lives, changing nations, changing the world. Mr. Bolaji Tunji, thank you again for your time. We really yeah, appreciate you. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Thank you. Good morning and win today. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you. All right, that was Mr. Bolaji Tunji, a longtime friend of Prophet TV Joshua and the former special advisor to the former governor of Oyo State. So much to learn, so much was shared, and we're grateful for this. We're going to take a very short break, plenty more when we return. Welcome back and thank you so much for staying with us here on My TBJ Moments on Emmanuel TV. It's now time for us to hear from our friends in Ikotun Egbe, where the Synagogue Church of All Nations is based. We're going to cross over to Ajishigiri Street, where we'll hear some insights from some of our friends who had the great pleasure of sharing some moments with Prophet TV Joshua. My name is... Alhaji Karim Olaiwala Jimo. I am the chairman of Ajishegiri Landlord Tenant Association. I know Prophet T.B. Joshua for almost 22 years. He teaches my son and my daughter when he was a teacher. And when he became a prophet, he visited me when my wife died. And he touches the life of everybody, both poor and rich. He accepts all old men and assists them. And he assists us in the street. TV Joshua is the one who replaces our electrical wire when we have problems. For many years, every year, he distributed rice and money to the people. So all the community, we love him so much. And when we miss him, it pains us that we miss such a nice man. And it's what God did. Nobody can query God. He has got to his last bus stop. And everybody will get to his last bus stop one day. And whatever we leave behind is what people will continue saying about us. It is, it is bad for any human being to be good, to be friendly with everybody. T.B. Joshua is a friend of everybody, both old and young. My advice to people watching me is that they should be good to everybody. They should love their neighbor as their self. It's not good to be selfish. I advise everybody to be friendly, both Muslim and Christian. We are all one. We've been created by only one God. My name is Comrade Adekunle Odulaja. I am the CDA chairman, Agodo Central. 
that comprises nine streets. And before I was made the CDA chairman, I also used to be the youth president, the whole of Agodoanigbe. My encounter with Prophet T.B. Joshua has been, you know, immense. The first encounter I had with him was in the year 2001. So we've been relating for close to 20 years before his death last year. Pastor T.B. Joshua was an epitome of humility. The strength of a man is not when you are poor, it's when you are rich, it's when you are well known, it's when you are wealthy, it's when you are influential. He maintained that humility. He was humble till death. He started his life among the poor. He rose to his pinnacle among the poor. He lived with them and he died here. That says a lot about, about the man. You know, a cheerful giver, someone who will not condemn, someone who will always tell you that tomorrow will be okay. Those are the things he did when he was around. The whole world knows that T.B. Joshua was a cheerful giver. As the Bible says, blessed is the hand that gives. So he gave. God knows best. It's time for everything. The time to be born. The time to die. T.B. Joshua uh, was a source of inspiration to us when he was alive. And he will continue to be that inspiration even in his absence. Thank you very much. Maria Abike Odungu, the financial secretary of Ajisegiri Street. T.B. Joshua is a man I can never forget in my life, even my children. He's a man that is very caring and very humble. There was a day he came to my shop. He has to turn around to go and check me. So the second day, I was coming from a, somewhere because I went out that day. He was passing by here, then he saw me. He said, Madam, I've been looking for you. He started asking me about my children. He said, how far about your children? How far about their education? He said, I don't want you to be too far from me. Anytime you know you want to see me, if I'm passing by, just wave to me, I will wait. Very caring man. So my advice to people, they should emulate that the spirit of humility and the spirit of giving. My name is Mr. Ulufuodu. I want to talk about uh, Prophet T.B. Joshua. I've been hearing about him for long. But when I joined this street in 2007, I knew that the man was a very nice somebody. He was a very good philanthropist. One day I was at Mushin because my workshop was at Mushin before. One day one of my child called me and said, Daddy, 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 I saw one down. They gave us uh, 10 bags of rice by in the compound. I said, ah, who is that? 
He said that they were sent by T.B. Joshua. Ah. Ten bags of rice? For what? It was when I got home, I knew it was uh, true. I was very surprised to see that type of thing because I've never experienced such thing in life. That shows that uh, the man has the feeling of human being. Most especially the elders. So I'm very surprised to see that type of man. I didn't mean that is what all people are doing. Nigeria will not be in this position. Because he was very mild. There was a time we had a meeting with him at the uh, Sherman house. He was coming. Then we went to meet him on the road. He was not so pride though. He, he, he respected everybody. He got down from the bus and joined us in the, in the, in the compound. We explained to him that uh, they have problem with their electric uh, this thing. He said we assist us. He sent us 400,000 naira to repair that thing. He did it voluntarily. And since he has done it, no one complained about uh, the electricity. He was not a selfish man. No. He gives arms to the poor and also the riches. During the time of uh, lockdown, People lined up, lined up, lined up, and started giving them envelope for five five thousand naira, together with uh, a bag of rice. Was that not enough for somebody? I mean, people are copying that type of people. This country will not be like this. My name is Alaji Isiaka Kanswara. I'm one of the executive member of Ajisegi Landlord and Tenant Association. I've known. Pastor T.B. Joshua since 1993, when he started the work of God. By that time, there's no plenty of houses around that time, so we'll be looking at ourselves like this. He used to move to us, talk to us, we discuss the thing. He's a good man. And he's not arrogant. Nobody, even though if it's good, if they don't tell you this, Pastor Gibson, you will not know. He don't, he don't used to put himself like, ah, I'm so big like this. And we pray God that the mercy he left will not be perished. So may his soul rest in perfect peace. What a wonderful time we've had today, from hearing from high-profile politicians all the way to some of our friends locally here at Ajay Shagiri Street. Prophet TV Joshua's life was one that touched people from all walks of life, and we continue to celebrate his impact and his legacy as we reveal more, dig deeper, and of course, get more insight on some of those personal and private moments that we may have not known before right here on my TVJ Moments. For today, this is all we have for you, but be rest assured, we will be back with plenty more in days to come. So make sure you keep watching my TVJ Moments. Mm -hmm.